there is a bomb in Gilead to make the wounded whole. There is a bomb in Gilead to heal the sensing soul. Sometimes I feel discouraged and think my work's in God, we have not heard with our ears. Our fathers have told us what deeds you performed in their days, in the days of old. You, with your own hand, drove out the nations, but them you planted. You afflicted the peoples, but them you set free. For not by their own sword did they win the land, nor did their own arm save them, but your right hand and your right arm, and the light of your face. For you delighted in them. You are my king, O God. Ordain salvation for Jacob. Through you, we push down our foes. Through your name, we tread down those who rise up against us. For not in my bow do I trust, nor can my sword save me. But you have saved us from our foes and have put to shame those who hate us. In God, we have boasted continually. And we give thanks to your name forever, Selah. But you have rejected us and disgraced us and have not gone out with our armies. You have made us turn back from the foe and those who hate us have gotten spoil. You have made us like sheep for slaughter and have scattered us among the nations. You have sold your people for a trifle, demanding no high price for them. You have made us a taunt of our neighbors the derision and scorn of those around us. You have made us a byword among the nations, a laughingstock among the peoples. All day long, my disgrace is before me, and shame has covered my face. At the sound of the taunter and reviler, at the sight of the enemy and the avenger, all this has come upon us, though we have not forgotten you. We have not been false to your covenant. Our heart has not turned back, nor have our steps departed from your way. Yet you have broken us in the place of jackals and covered us with the shadow of death. If we had forgotten the name of our God or spread out our hands to a foreign God, would not God discover this? For he knows the secrets of the heart. Yet for your sake, we are killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. Awake! Why are you sleeping, O Lord? Rouse yourself. Do not reject us forever. Why do you hide your face? Why do you forget our affliction and oppression? For our soul is bowed down to the dust. Our belly clings to the ground. Rise up. Come to our help. Redeem us for the sake of your steadfast love. Psalm 44 in the ESV. Hello, and welcome to the Balm and Gilead podcast. My name is Justin. And I'm joined by my friends, Grant and Brian. What's going on, guys? Hey, oh, not you? too much. Just uh, 
I guess there's one cool thing. Um, <laughs> oh, my oh, word. Wow. That was a high five between that was me a and high Grant five. in the same room. At the same time. At the same time. I mean, we're recording live. We always record live, but <laughs> now we're recording in the same room. Live, in the same room live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're looking at our dear friend, Justin, but albeit over a screen. But we will remedy that one day. One day. Yes. One of these days. Yep. One of these days I'm going to fly. <laughs> Come on. Y'all over the mountain. That, right? Yeah, or the mountain. That was uh, uh, one of these days. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, come on. I've seen him in concert. Even Avalon. Avalon. Oh, yeah, Avalon. Yeah. He doesn't remember Avalon. I do. Sadly. <laughs> Loved Avalon. They were so good. All right, Avalon, if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or or better yet, Zoe Girl. <gasps> I remember Zoe Girl. Yeah. Yeah. I once asked one of them to be on our podcast. She Did never. They? She never responded. Oh. Well. Yeah. I, hey. did, I did get a form response saying, due to the high volume of people that email us, we may not respond. Well, now that we're super cool and been on PresbyCast and and soon. Very soon. Very soon. Like Monday soon. Like, yes. Which is in just a couple of days from now. Soon. <laughs> like before this episode airs soon. Do we, are we allowed to tell? We, already, we did last time. Oh, yeah. We're going to be on Not The Bee. Gonna gonna be be on, they're not to be the social podcast. Social podcast, Israel, and people like that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, just in case people didn't catch uh, uh, Alyssa Childers, she's the member of Zoe Girl. Oh, that's what I I've heard of her. Yeah, the Alyssa Childers yeah. podcast. Yeah, it's um. Well, okay, we'll keep working on Alyssa. Call, please. <laughs> yeah. All right. Talk about the old times when we listen to Zoe Girl. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, no, enough of that. Um, what you're really here for is follow up. And boy, have we got you covered. Okay, Brian's got you covered. What do you got? Yes. So last time I made a really dumb joke about um, about uh, C.S. Lewis and Tolkien had characters with a similar name. Uh, Lewis had a character named um, Radagast the Brown, and he was one of the wizards from The Hobbit. And then uh, C.S. Lewis had, or so, uh, yeah, C.S. Did I say that backward? Tolkien, Radagast the Brown. I don't know what uh, I just said. I, I'm going to say that again because I don't know what I said. I'm here for um, the show. So, so <laughs> Tolkien, Tolkien had a character, Radagast the Brown was in The Hobbit. And uh, Lewis had a character, Rabidash. He was uh, in The Horse and His Boy. He was kind of the villain. Yes. And so I posted, uh, so I posed the question uh, last, last week, you know, did they, did they compare notes? And, uh, Someone on Not the Bee responded and said, uh, "It's probably uh, there's probably a pub owner whose name was really similar." <laughs> and they both remembered it a little differently. They both remembered it a little differently. Yeah. So, so. where the ink blots got together for, you know, drinks and um, discussing theology and writing, mostly yeah. writing. I think I don't know much about that time. Um, I know a guy who like studied that in college, so maybe I could I could talk to him. Actually, he'd be really interesting. Anyway, that's beside the point. Yeah, the other, I guess, cool thing that happened uh, was I got to jam out with Grant today. Yeah. It, was, it was a lot of fun. We uh, played some foreign made, and we did play some foreign made and uh, uh, Switchfoot and, uh, and um, some of my also stuff. some some Brian J Emerson. Brian J Emerson. I don't originals. know if you know him or yeah. not, but <laughs> I've heard uh, of him. We played some jams of of uh, all those, and yeah. we had a we had a good time. It was a lot of fun, a lot of singing, 
A lot of uh, violin and a lot of mostly guitar in. A lot of a lot of children running around. There were a lot of children. There were like nine of them or something. I nine. lost count. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's all and, two dogs. and yeah. two dogs. And two dogs. And two dogs. Yeah. Ash. Hi. We're recording. It's okay. It's one of them. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> what, that's the Labradoodle. That's our dog. She keeps coming over here to peek. I hear a little bell in my... I'm realizing what horrible audio I send to you week in and week out. And um, <laughs> I appreciate you making me sound good. I just want to state that. That's my follow-up. Hey, yeah. I'll just have good... It's just character. That's all it is. Just add some character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, what are we listening to, Brian? So, I, you know, I, I thought that would really, really spice things up this week. And I've been listening to a lot of Citizens and Saints mm. and, uh, and Foreign right. Made by... Uh, by poor Bishop Hooper. Is anyone surprised? Really? I mean, no. is anyone surprised? No, no, I have not. Nope. I've not spiced anything up. I'm just listening to the same old, same old, maybe some, some Jimerson hundred, Jimerson hundred a little bit. Yeah. Sounds like, I bet you have. Yeah, absolutely. So good stuff. Yep. Nice. Justin, yeah. how about you? Yeah. So I got really nerdy this week and got to, t- to looking at the Spotify API. And my brain started thinking like, hey, I wonder if I could automate a playlist. So I found out that you could write a Python code for the nerds out there. And so I wrote a Python code, Python script, and uh, basically it finds the top ar- top songs from the artists that you choose. So I probably got about 20 artists in this list, and it'll dump all their top songs in a playlist. Uh, so it made like a 238 song playlist in like a minute. So that's what I've that's been awesome. listening to. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So uh, did you share that with any? Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 wait. Back up. <laughs> you mentioned you're listening on Spotify now. So I do. Um, I am so frugal, but uh, no, that's uh, as a good far thing. as with music goes, yeah. But I, so I have an Apple uh, Music account for Sound and Worship. I have an Amazon music account for myself that I'd had before. Spotify uh-huh. is like the only one that you can listen to for free. You just have to put up with ads and yeah. you can't skip as much. So I can still it's hit just... their API, but yeah, I, I would like to move to Spotify. Yeah. Just get rid of that cool. Amazon one and the Apple. Yeah, whenever, yeah. whenever Spotify's way better. Whenever, yeah. you, whenever it comes up for renewal, just say, and yeah, then I agree. Get the Spotify. Yeah, I, yeah. I, may, I may really do that. I mean, the Sound and Worship folks, um, I think most, most of them use uh, Spotify, too. So this oh, should work out. But if yeah. push comes to shove, you always spend shove. the money on a Not the Bee membership. That's true. Yep, yep, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you drop Apple and Amazon, mm. that's almost enough. Because Amazon's a little yeah. cheaper, I think, right? Yeah, that was, um, that's something like ten dollars. Apple's like twelve ninety nine. Spotify's mm-hmm. only what nine ninety nine a month. Yeah, I think, think so. Nine ninety nine. Yeah, it's a CD club. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. But you get all the CDs at the same time, so that's good. Yeah. Um. Anyway, oh, so as soon as I'm done spending my your money for you, um, <laughs> I would love a link to that Spotify playlist. Site. Yeah, and yeah. Spotify. If you are listening to this, we would really appreciate a corporate sponsorship. Yeah. Spotify, do you want to come on? Yeah, if you want to come on the show, <laughs> come on the show. Yes. Like all of you, <laughs> that'd be pretty cool. Yes, <laughs> it'd be something. 
<laughs> uh, anybody in particular, like uh, you want to call out any of those 20 artists that you uh, mentioned? Uh, it's a lot of the same. Like, of course, I've got poor Bishop Matt, Dipper, Matt. who we mentioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Matt. Oh, PBH, um, yeah. Emu Music. Uh, Page CXVI. Not Page CXVI. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, a Sound of Worship episode on that. But yeah. Uh, yeah, just those. Ghost Ship. Um, Is Kanye on there? Who's that? Kanye. 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 Nah, he's not. I may have to make oh, a different. Oh, you did him out of there. Yeah. Man. Different okay, kind of playlist. By the way, we, he is still number one on the Hot Christian Charts we checked. Oh, yeah. And oh, number no. two as well. And the, yeah, and probably also. He's not number three. three. He's not number three. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a new song. The new, the new You Say. It, yeah. It's by that other it. girl. Um, the country song. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't know. I would not be surprised if after the Christmas season in New Year 2022, all of a sudden, You Say pops up out of nowhere. It could. Yeah, People get tired of now. <sighs> I need something familiar. Oh yeah, you say. <laughs> Pretty soon it's gonna be one of those things. It's gonna become an oldie, but yeah. it's still number one on the radio. Yeah, so which, it's like, oh, which oh, one of you posted the meme? The the you say meme. Like up next, you say with Lauren Daigle. Which one of you posted? Oh, that? I think oh, that was yeah. uh, y- y- Justin. Justin. I found yeah. it. Yeah, I put it in our uh, text message group. Yeah, it showed yeah. the the finger. <laughs> Hitting the power button when that song comes on. <laughs> I had a good laugh. <laughs> so I think I'll ride in silence the rest of the way home. <laughs> yep. Better yet, put on a podcast like the Ball and Gilead. Huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, so I've been listening to a couple of bands. Citizens, number one. Mostly because, um, in case you um, are wondering, we are talking about Citizens tonight. And so I wanted to kind of, you know, familiarize myself with their music again mm-hmm. but then um peter peter gregson uh who is a classical musician he has this album called like bach cello concertos recomposed and i listened to it but it has like a lot of songs on it so when i pull most listen to it rises to the top because there's so many different uh songs on that album mm-hmm um, but anyway, he's very talented. Uh, go give him a listen, Peter Gregson. Uh, Christy Stills. Okay, so Christy Stills is a bit of a um, hidden person. Um, probably not somebody that you've heard before. Um, I had not heard of her before. Uh, she plays the piano, and um, it's, it's very lovely. And she has an album of hymns. And the way she plays with the melodies and um, just does different things with them is just really, really cool. Uh, And I really liked uh, listening to her. Um, Number four was Barrage. Now, Barrage is a group that I heard about many years ago, back in high school, actually. Uh, They play like Celtic music, sort of, but like very energetic um, violins, uh, bagpipes sometimes, I think. And, um, but lots of violins, lots of like, um, fiddling music type stuff. Anyway, they're great. And then Crown and Covenant came in number five for me. Actually, Harry Grip did, but we're skipping over that one. That was, for the you kids. don't like bread? I love bread, but that wasn't his song. Oh, never mind. I love bread is, um, Tommy, Mr. Tommy or something. I get it mixed up. Wait a minute. No, no. Mr. Tommy is cookies. The cookie, I like cookies. 
I like bread. I think you're right. Perigrip. I, I only know Perigrip because of Grant. So only the parents in the audience are caring right now, which is both. And they're not, re- us, and they're not so. really caring. <laughs> they're not really caring. <laughs> Play for your kids. They're, they're great. Yeah. So that's what we're listening to. Um, we should dive into this amazing uh, thing that we have here. Um, yeah. Ash crumbles by. <laughs> yeah. So, so we're going to try to tackle six songs tonight from, uh, from the album citizens by then citizens and saints. They have since changed their band name to just citizens. Um, saints all left. I mean, not saints. What are the, I, well, they came marching in. Oh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, and so the the band name Citizens and Saints actually comes from uh, Ephesians two nineteen. Uh, it says, uh, "So then, you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God." Mm. Uh, and so yeah, that's where that that name comes from. So I don't know why they. Uh, switched it to just citizens. Uh, maybe they uh, were trying to feel a little bit more humble. I don't know. Broader appeal. Call, calling yourself saints is kind of one of those, uh, you know, catch 22. Mm. It's like saying I'm so humble. As a reformed Christian, I mean, we're all saints. Yeah. Those in the body of Christ, right? Yeah. It's when I was like, yeah, like I really see myself as, as a humble guy. You know, it's like, well, are you? Um, so I this, mean, that's Moses, my guess. Moses was. Yep. He called himself the most humble man who walked the face of the earth. <laughs> or uh, he, probably, he wrote. But he probably was. He might have been. Hey, yeah. thou shalt not lie, so he couldn't lie. It's true. Um, so uh, we are taking specifically uh, six songs off of this album today. Um, and let's see. Um I just briefly want to run through the like the full track listing from this album. So track one was called Sweetness of Freedom, and that's one of the ones that we're going to review tonight. The next one is called In Tenderness, which is an old hymn that they updated the tune. So we're not doing that one because they didn't write the words. Um, so I wanted to focus mainly on the songs where they wrote the words. Uh, track three is Hail the King, and we are going to put a pin in that one. And uh, come back to it in a future episode. Uh, the next one, Made Alive. We are going to refer to that one. We're going to review that one tonight. Um, I Am Living in a Land of Death is another one we're going to look at tonight. Jesus! Exclamation point is another one that we will look at tonight. Uh, I Surrender All is an old hymn. You should know it. Um, Sins of My Youth is one that we will look at tonight. Uh, Psalm 18, which... Uh, is actually one of my favorite songs on this album. Um, however, I, I two sources I looked at, one of them had a different songwriter listed than the other one. And um, so because it wasn't, it may not have been written by the same guy that wrote all the other songs we're reviewing tonight, I decided to pass on that one tonight. But uh, it's still a fantastic song. It's in the Paul Gilead Psalter playlist. Um, praise to the Lord is praise to the Lord, the almighty and old hymn. <laughs> and then, uh, Oh God is the final song on the album. And, um, we mentioned that one briefly last time and we're going to look at it in depth tonight. So, oh, wow. Yeah. And that one's been played over 4 million times, which is, Oh, never mind. Made alive has been played over 8 million. 
Um, yes. On Spotify, these are Spotify numbers. But. Spotify numbers. Made Alive is probably uh, their most uh, yeah. like popular song. Yeah. Then in tenderness, seven over seven million. Yeah. Okay, I was thinking four million was a lot, but <laughs> compared to yeah. the other ones on the album, now mm-hmm. Hail the King, which only has about two million. That was the first song on this album that I ever heard. It was really the first song from the band that I ever heard. Um, we did that one at uh, my old church. And so I, I, that one has a special place for me because of that. I, actually, I probably heard Oh God before I heard that one, but I heard it um, performed by uh, the Modern Post because they have that one on their album as well. So, uh, so that's, uh, and also this album came out in 2012. Uh, Spotify says 2013, but all of the... I Spotify's think that, wrong. But I think the copyright information said 2012. But um, yeah. So most of these songs were written by Zach Bolin and Brian Eckelberger. I really wish I knew how to pronounce that. Brian, if you're out there and you want to be on the show, call us. Or answer your email that I sent you. (laughs) (laughs) That hasn't happened yet. So, um, yeah, I would actually really love to have both Zach Bolin and Brian uh, come on the show and and, uh, and talk about uh, the songwriting process. So if you're listening... Yeah, there is at balmcast.com. Just drop us a line. Oh, and if you're not Zach or Brian, you can also drop us a line at there is at balmcast.com. We love hearing from you. We've gotten to hear from a couple people. And if you want an invite to that Slack we always talk about, mm-hmm. that's how you get it is by emailing us because, well, there was an issue. But well, cyber gonna... pirates, cyber pirates, it's cyber just, pirates. Yes. Like, yeah, do, domain snatchers get there by the end. Oh, you're doing great. Um, so we've we've had a couple people in the past uh, couple weeks reach out to us to get that that Slack invitation. Uh, one in particular, Dan Cartwright. He even um, he even suggested uh, a series that we could do after this one, and uh, we're gonna try to tweak it and make that yeah. make that work out. But uh, so keep your ears open for a possible uh, series on family worship. Yeah. So honestly, that would be a good one to explore because it's something I'm still trying to do better at and uh, why not? So um, uh, yeah, I'm kind of excited to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, our first song tonight is sweetness of freedom. Um, both Zach and Brian both wrote this and uh, well, I'll just go ahead and read it. I guess verse one within my heart's a rebellious side conflicting with the spirit's desire to keep my heart in step with you. So I do not do what I want to do all my life. I live to follow you alone. As you change my desires liberated by the blood of Jesus, I found life in the sweetness of freedom. Only you have the power to break every chain I placed around my neck. I heard your call from the pit of death to surrender all and nothing less. Through the spirit, I have righteousness, sweet victory over the flesh. I can walk with confidence in you as you gratify my soul with truth. Uh, So right off the top, you know, you get a strong Romans 7 vibe. Mm -hmm. I do not do what I want to do. Um, Mm -hmm. Where Paul uh, describes being, um, you know, both a sinner uh, and a saved at the same time. Simul et... I'm going to butcher this symbol at Peccador, you know, the Martin Luther simultaneously, simultaneously saved and sinner. 
Um, anyway, so I, I did appreciate that particular uh, line right there. I thought that was a good, um, you know, you, you see the songwriter wrestling with, and then you as you as the, the person are wrestling with this conflict with the spirit's desire and the heart's rebellious side, uh, recognizing that that evil, you know, sin nature is is still there it's defeated but it's still there in some way um like paul talks about in romans uh, seven and then it's conflicting with the spirit's desire uh what did you all see about that yeah uh one of the things that i really like about this song Mm -hmm. is um the the vocabulary that they use they almost take that scripture and specific and intentionally kind of flip the words around so uh, it's it still is is spoken in such a way to where it's not like negating the scripture or anything like that. It's it's really it's still in tune with the scripture, but um, it's you know he's saying you know, within my heart is a rebellious side conflicting with the spirit's desire uh, to keep my heart in step with you. So I do not do what I want to do. The scripture actually says uh, it says you know I, I don't I do what I don't want to do and I don't do what I do. So it's the same words. Mm-hmm. But it kind of has, um, I, I kind of got out of it like it's, it's, it's almost saying it backward in a creative mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Um, to keep my heart and stuff with you, so I do not do what I want to do. He's talking about how his body wants to do sin, and he want, and the spirit is keeping him from doing what his body wants to do. Mm-hmm. Which Paul had it the opposite way. He when he says, "I do not do what I want to do." He was talking about from the new man. And so he's kind of talking almost like from the old man. Um, but then going into the chorus, uh, he explains that that old man has been freed. He's been liberated. Um, of course, verse two has a, has a line that I'm sure that really stuck out with you, Justin. It that did, is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure that I, that I texted you this song when I was listening through that episode of your podcast where you talked about breaking every chain. Um, <laughs> But what I liked about that is, is you uh, only you have the power to break every chain I placed around my mm-hmm. neck. Yeah, it's a lot it, more creative, at least. Yeah, yeah. And this one probably came out before a lot of those other ones. This one came out in 2012. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, Justin had an episode of Sound and Worship podcast where he talked about a bunch of songs with the imagery of breaking chains and how it's how it's just way overdone and not not cool anymore so this one was probably one of the first ones but um but he played like the other songs don't mention where the who put the chains around my neck it's almost like satan put these chains around my neck and Mm -hmm. and god comes to break them but this one gets it right i put those play those those chains Mm -hmm. around my neck um, Though you could argue, I mean, yeah, there's also the idea of original sin. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I suppose if you're doing like a real charitable reading mm-hmm. of those other songs, but um, yeah, you know, I, I appreciated that they put the the fault for sin on the right place. Yeah. It's us, you know, uh, enough of these songs where we're like, just, oh my goodness, I'm such the victim. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank goodness Jesus saved me from my victimhood. It's like, uh... Yeah. yeah. And, Who put those chains on, you know? And that, that final line in verse three, I like that one as well. As you gratify my soul with truth, using the word gratify, uh, it's, it's often, um, it's often used in, in the negative, uh, gratifying the desires of the flesh. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just using that word, 
almost like redeeming it mm-hmm. um, in a way. You know, I can walk with confidence in you as you gratify my soul with truth. So uh, yeah. I, I liked how he played with the words in, in this song and, and it makes you think, um, but it also is still 100% in line with the, with the scripture and even in it's significantly mm-hmm. more in line in a lot of ways than other songs that are similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I got a lot of the same things that y'all got from it. As, and of course that uh, fourth part of that first verse sticks out to everybody that, so I do not do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think of, I probably read just as many bad lyrics as I do good and just in the whole sound and worship process. And mm-hmm. it's just, there's so much in here that it like flies in the face of Bethel Hillsong Elevation, especially Elevation songs. Um, I like yes. how, you know, it mentions victory uh, in verse three, but Elevation is talking about victory over this trials in my life. And I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to be blessed financially and all this Everything is great is going to happen to me. But in verse three of this song, it says sweet victory over the flesh. So mm, like that's mm-hmm. something you won't hear in a, in a Bethel song is overcoming, um, you know, the sins of the flesh and, and seeing victory there. It's all about seeing a breakthrough in my life and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, right. I, I like the lyrics a lot. That's a good call out, Justin. I appreciate that because, um, you're right. Yeah, it can it can get lost a lot of times. I mean, that's one of the things that we seem to rail against a lot is just an absence of a solid understanding of sin. And um, what that really does to us is separate us from God. And mm-hmm. it's just very difficult to get that from any song. Um, and this is describing this uh, deletion of, well, it's not, Christ paid it. Um mm-hmm. So the sweetness of freedom though, freedom from what freedom from being in bondage. Yes. But freedom from our sin mm-hmm. and uh, living new life in Christ. Yeah. Maybe a quibble. Uh, I don't know. See what you guys think. But uh, in one sense, yes, we are free. Uh, but in another sense, we are slaves to Christ now. Sure. Uh, we're bond servants of Christ. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, like it says in um, a lot of the openings to many of the epistles, uh, it'll say something like James, a bond servant of Christ Jesus or Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus. And so uh, there's kind of like this recognition that there is one type of slavery that in the moment feels free. It feels like we're making our own choices, but really it's sin. We're making those choices in sin. We're, mm-hmm. we're in bondage um, to, to sin. And when Christ frees us, he does free us um, though. It is to uh, be uh, servants of him. Uh, we become servants of him then, but of course his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Um, so it's very much like true freedom. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a good point. Yeah, there needs to be more songs about being a slave to Christ. Uh, I think, like, yeah, everyone that's writing about breaking chains, like, they can switch to writing about slaves to Christ. That, I, I think that's what they should do. <laughs> yeah. Sing like, Psalms. Like, I'm no longer a slave to fear. Oh, wait. No, sorry. Wrong, wrong one. <laughs> yeah. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a slave to Christ. Oh, yeah. wait. Yeah, you also got to change it to a slave it. to sin. 
in yeah. order to fix it all the way. I'm no longer a slave right. of sin. I am I am a slave of God. That's right. Yeah. That one would be better. <laughs> that would be amazing if somebody somebody yeah, if you're listening, Bethel, you could you could do that. You could you could switch that. <laughs> Bethel's not listening to us. You never know. Um, you never you never know. They wouldn't admit <laughs> they wouldn't admit that they're listening to us. No. They wouldn't admit. <laughs> All right. So do you guys have any final thoughts on sweetness of freedom? It's a pretty sweet song. Pretty sweet That's, indeed. Oh, thank you, Justin, for <laughs> nailing that one home. I was looking mm-hmm. to find out anyway. I, <laughs> we'll look later. But uh so Made Alive is another song mm-hmm. that they sang. Yeah. Uh Zach and Brian again wrote this one. Uh not our own Brian J. Emerson, but Brian the, the other Brian E. And mm. uh exactly, exactly. I once was dead in sin, alone and hopeless. A child of wrath I walked, condemned in darkness. But your mercy brought new life, and in your love and kindness, raised me up with Christ and made me righteous. And the chorus says, You have bought me back with the riches of your amazing grace and relentless love. I'm made alive forever with you. Life forever by your grace I'm saved. And verse 2 says, Lord, you are the light. That broke the darkness. You satisfy my soul when I am heartless. If ever I forget that you're my true identity, show me who I am and help me to believe. And then they have a bridge and it says, My sin has been erased. I'll never be the same. My sin has been erased. I really like that's like my favorite. I I love the uh, instrumental of that song. Mm -hmm. It's really happy. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I don't know how anybody could hear that and not like it. I, I really like the um, like when all the instruments drop out and it's just the drums. Uh-huh. I know, so it's it's almost like cheesy nowadays, but they do it so stinking well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I really like that one. This is I'd, I'd say by far their most commercial appeal song yes. on this album, which is probably why it has uh, eight point seven million listens oh, yeah. on Spotify. Oh, I mean, it was successful. Yeah. Our listener and friend of the show, Spencer Parsons, might like the EDM beat and flavor to this song, too. Yeah. I will say. It mm-hmm. is a get up and dance type it is. song. It really mm-hmm. is. Um, again, I would not recommend for public worship, but again, yeah. for listening in the car and uh, playing in your Christian dance parties, this is a great <laughs> one. Yeah. I mean, I've I've been in churches that have played songs of, of this genre before. In, um, did they have a light show? No. Well, Fog machine. yeah, some of them did. Um the, I mean, the, the yes and no. I've, I've been in some that did and some that don't. Uh, mm. This song, I mean, it, it has a very similar feel to a lot of what you'll find in, in Bethel and in Hillsong. However, this is like <laughs> the, the <laughs> lyrics. Let's, let's, yeah, the lyrics are so <laughs> much deeper and so much better. And quite honestly, the, the musical ability, it, it's, it, it's, not, it's not worse. It's probably considered better. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But it's not like, one of them has better lyrics, one of them has better music. Um, so I once was dead in sin, alone and hopeless. Uh, child of wrath, I walked condemned in darkness. Uh, it's it's um, Ephesians 2. I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. straight out of Ephesians 2. Um, you know, but God being rich in mercy. That's right. Uh, I'd say my biggest, biggest quibble with the song, and this is not a big quibble, um, 
let's get different adjectives than amazing to describe grace. Mm. I've mentioned that before. <laughs> Where have I I've heard been, amazing grace? Before? I've mentioned that before. <laughs> um, that that's that for me. That, that's that is just a pet peeve. It is not a, a fair criticism. Um, I do like relentless love. I, th- I felt like that was a really good. I adjective. thought they could have used reckless love. There. <laughs> could have. <laughs> would have been. But it would have been worse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this is a fun song. Uh, this could be like, a, a, if you believe in youth groups, mm-hmm. if you're a believer, if you're a believer of youth <laughs> groups, I'm a believer. This one could work for a youth group setting. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was telling you Brian earlier, but, um, I am fairly positive that this was one of the songs that, uh, like the kitty youth group in our church back in Omaha would do quite a bit. And, I mean, you talk about we had lights, the fog machines, everything. It, it looked like a kitty nightclub, yeah. actually. <laughs> all, all that was missing gotta was train like the them soap young. suds and gotta stuff. Train like, them yeah, young. I guess, you know, got to get them ready. Um, anyway, but uh, Made Alive, um, great song, a good beat. And mm-hmm. uh, again, it definitely fits a genre of songs I like to listen to. Um, and with like legit lyrics, too. Um, mm mm-hmm. You know, they could have easily said, I was once, you know, afraid in fear, mm-hmm. um, you know, alone and helpless instead of hopeless. Uh, yeah. A child of wrath, that would be completely struck. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Condemned? Some, Condemned? Can, yeah, can, <laughs> no, the, those are way too... Darkness. Harsh. Darkness is a good word. Darkness is a good mm. word. That would fit. So if we were going to, you know, make this typical of, um, you know, mm. some of the... Uh, other songs, you know, you, you can see it, it's a good, like contrasty type song, right? Uh, in the lyrics. Yeah. Holding this up to, a, a, you know, a, like an oceans or something. <laughs> oceans. Oh, a fear-based song. I'm no longer. Okay. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Different I, Zach. Sorry. I, those are great points, and I I love as much as I love the beat. I I really love the beat. I love how this song yeah. goes. I can imagine it too. Like just reading the lyrics, like a slowed down acoustic version would be pretty mm-hmm. nice. Maybe even sung a little differently. Um, that would be pretty cool too. Like it could almost be a almost maybe a corporate worship song if it was more in that way. But it's definitely like in the way that it's recorded, it's not. But it's a really good song. Like like uh, Grant said, great for the car ride. And the, yeah, uh, it is. Uh, yeah. You know, the dance party, which, you know, Baptists, we don't dance. But Oh, you know. yeah, good point. Good point. <laughs> Sorry about that. So so just just throwing this out there, just because this, this could be interesting. Uh-huh. Uh, we should, you know how we do the, the song versus song, where we have the good song and, and the not so good mm-hmm. song. We should do... Uh, two winner songs that are really similar, like that are drawing from the same passage, like this one and Alive from Big Daddy Weave, which is one of the first okay. episodes that we did. Yeah. Like drawing from the same passage. Which one, which one do you think was, was the mm. better, was the better song? So yeah, it's just an idea. Just yeah. thought of that. So file that one. Yeah. Yeah. Put that in there. Mm-hmm. Um, Ephesians two, good passage. Uh, highly recommended reading if you haven't <laughs> read it already. Good read, but uh, yeah. Um, so you can become a Calvinist and be cool like us. Uh, yeah. that, was, that was uncalled for. But <laughs> if you really want to become a Calvinist, read Ephesians one first. Okay. Um, so 
Uh, let's do we have anything else we want to talk about on Made Alive before we jump into the next song? Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, the next track that we're talking about is I Am Living in a Land of Death. And just going to disclaimer this now. This is, of all these songs, this is the least corporate uh, worship song friendly. Uh, it, this is more of a ballad. It's uh, more of a lament as well. Uh, it's hard to have a good fun upbeat lament so uh so this one well they could call it i am living in a land of darkness they could they could have or Mm -hmm. i am living (laughs) yeah that's that's a little bit better well yeah that that prepositional phrase you know make it a lot yeah and uh so anyway this has more words in the song than i think like any of the other ones that we're gonna go over so uh i i'm gonna just dive right in um So I'm living in a land of death. The trees are burnt and gray. There's a smoldering smoke overhead, and the night looks the same as the day. It seems a miracle that I can stand when everyone I've known drifts up in the air with the ash every time that the wind starts to blow. Mm. But I feel alive with a life that's not mine. Your law is a stream in this wasteland. It's my lifeline. So much more than precious gold are your promises, my Lord. By them is your servant warned, and in keeping them great, uh, and in keeping them great reward. Your direction is my delight. Your law secures my roots. Mm. I will meditate day and night, and in season you'll harvest the fruit. Though a poison should threaten to kill, I know my Savior reigns. And when the breezes of death leave a chill. I've got Jesus's blood in my veins. So I feel alive with a life that's not mine. And I'm believing that that was your intended design. In the bridge, uh, the kingdoms of man have all decayed. The ruins of progress have turned to waste. The gods of greed lay in their graves. Darkness is everywhere. But there's a path in the dark that has emerged. I can see a great light beyond this curse, a brilliant blaze that is your word a beacon of hope that burns. And I focus my captivated gaze on the radiant light from Jesus' face. The water of life is all I crave. Only your word remains. So much more than precious gold is the beauty I behold. Give me the glorious reward of knowing you, my King, my Lord. Hmm. Um, I think we've mentioned before that there is a great shortage on songs proclaiming the law of the Lord. Mm -hmm. This is one of them. Mm -hmm. Um, So this, I I really, really like this song. The the imagery is, Mm -hmm. is vivid. Um, Yes. The poetry, the gods of greed lay in their graves. Yeah. Plus not only you also have that alliteration too. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it all really works together. Doesn't it? Yeah. Mm Yeah. Yeah. This song, this song is really, really good. Um, it's it's hard to sing. I mean, it's meant to be a performance piece. Uh, it's hard to sing as as a corporate. But um, you know, verse two is, is Psalm one. You know, your your direction mm-hmm. is my delight. Your law secures my roots. I'll meditate day and night. In the season, you'll harvest the fruit. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so much more than precious gold are your promises, my lord. Um, we see that image multiple times throughout the Psalms. Um, and um, yeah, just 
your law is a stream in this wasteland. It's my lifeline. Um, you know, just we get Psalm 1, Psalm 19, Psalm 119, you know, all those psalms about just the law of the Lord. Uh, we're pulling from all of that. Um, something I made me think of, and I was trying to get the passage fast enough, but I wasn't fast enough. Uh, verse 2, you mentioned it being a great uh, picture of Psalm 1, mm-hmm. kind of like a, a a great setting of Psalm 1. Yeah. Um, and you're right, but it also brings in in the the last little couplet there mm-hmm. of, uh, sorry, it's in the middle, but I will meditate day and night and then, and in season you'll harvest the fruit, mm-hmm. uh, which I think sounds a lot like uh, Jesus rebuking the fig tree for not having fruit. Um, I, just, I, I don't know. That's what the, yeah. the connection that it felt like they were trying to draw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, the, you know, Jesus was referring to Psalm one as well in that, you know, he was, you know, the free, uh, the, the, the trees yielding fruit in their season, you know, a good tree does, does not produce bad fruit. A bad tree does not produce good fruit. Mm-hmm. We get um, images like that throughout the Bible. And, uh, and so who's to say that he's not intending to pull from all of them? Yeah. Yeah. What do you make of the last part of that though? Though a poison should threaten to kill. Uh, we've kind of left the Psalm mm-hmm. one model. Behind yeah. Yeah. Them, I think a little bit. Here. We have the um, poison should threaten to kill. I know my savior reigns. And when the breezes of death leave a chill, I've got Jesus's blood in my veins. Um, I, I would have to dig a little deeper to, to, figure out which scripture he's intending to pull from. But uh, what my mind goes to immediately is um, on Jordan Stormy Banks. Um, no chilling wind nor poisonous breath shall leave that uh, shall reach the healthful shore for sickness, sorrow, pain and death are felt and fear no more. Um, I, I definitely like kind of at least those two are probably pulling from the same passage. Um so I, I'm not sure like where, like what passage he's pulling from. Mm. Cause I, I did not do as much research and uh, note taking on this as, as I well, intended, but that's fine. I was just curious. Yeah. If, uh, it made you think of anything in particular. I've got Jesus blood in my veins keeps popping out to me for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's a reference to maybe like the Lord's supper and thinking about uh, his blood that covers our sin. Um, yeah, but, uh, I don't know. It's just a really interesting way of talking about that. He's probably Mm -hmm. not referring to how, uh, the believer's body can't harbor disease because we have Jesus' blood in our veins. Oh, well that's positive. (laughs) Yeah. At least I don't, I don't pick up that vibe. No, no. Um, maybe that's what was sounding off to me about it. Yeah. Um, is that, that belief that there are, uh, some people, um, I can't remember which camp sort of subscribes to this, but uh, that's not important. What's important is that you'll, you will hear sometimes that Christians can't get sick. You know, <laughs> Christians can't get COVID because they got, they got Jesus blood in their veins and, you know, Jesus is perfect or something. And uh, which Jesus is perfect. Don't uh, take that wrong. But like somehow that protects the Christian from getting sick, even though uh, that, you know, <laughs> Jesus yeah. said, to his disciples in the upper room, hey, in this world, you're going to have a lot of troubles, uh, but mm-hmm. take heart. I have overcome the world. Yeah. And that to me does not say you're not going to get sick. Anyway, um, so if you're hearing that, uh, 
run the other direction, I would yeah. say. Um, and, and read your Bible more. Yeah. Um, that, that'd be a good thing. I had a, actually had a whole episode in response to, it was someone read the sound and worship article on Bethel and oh, no way. angrily responded and said that, um, you know, all, all the typical kind of charges, uh, you don't believe in miracles and all that kind of stuff. But one mm-hmm. of the claims the person made was that this person has some kind of serious illness, um, and but but she was going to be just fine because the blood of Jesus cannot harbor sickness. But I was just thinking, well, how does she get sick mm. in the first place? Mm. Um, so it didn't that didn't really work out. But yeah, yeah. Well, I hope she got better. But um, I think she, yeah. yeah, I do encourage people to use modern medicine, which God has given. Yes, you know, very you know, some gifted people. Uh, they understanding to create these kinds of things. And that's right. Uh, anyway. Yeah, I I love this song. I think it's really one of the more meaningful. I, I I bet you that the writers Zach and Brian. I bet this is even more special to them than a lot of the songs. Oh, yeah. um, you know that were probably more popular. Mm-hmm. Um, I could just just tell that by it. Just seems like they put a lot of effort into writing this song. It seems yeah. like it, it meant a lot to them. Um, mm-hmm. To break the seriousness of this. Uh, that second line, at least on our Google Doc, where it says there's a smoldering smoke overhead. Um, mm-hmm. All I could think about, and I know this is not what this is, means at all, but all I could think about is someone dragging out the fog machine. And <laughs> <laughs> there's that it's, smoldering smoke over our head. Okay. Yeah, it's, I was wondering if you're going to talk about it, you know, electing a new yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, there's that too. <laughs> no, and sure. uh, this, absolutely, they they was not an influence at all because this came out way before but the um <laughs> the when everyone i've known drifts up in in the air with the ash i i that made me think of uh, avengers oh yeah yeah <laughs> but but they can't help that right they they can't help that are they so, talking about the rapture i mean like <laughs> like I, i'm kind of curious now like are these yeah and that's um you know, I think he's, I think what he is basically saying here is without the scripture, everyone is dead. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. And so the you know, scripture brings us life and those who, those who don't, um, those who don't cling to the scripture are basically the, the walking dead. So that is, uh, I'm living in a land of death. And the next one that we are looking at tonight is uh, Jesus exclamation point. Yeah. I was going to say, it's not just Jesus. It's Jesus. Jesus. (laughs) Well, they right off the top, they avoided a pet peeve that we have Mm -hmm. often had, which is the name of Jesus in, you know, who, who are you singing to? And all three of us have, spoken about that before you know like where a lot of times you'll just be singing and it's like is this a boyfriend or is this you know (laughs) and it will just be so unclear um and both in the manner of speech and the fact that they never name who it is anyway so that's that's a real positive and that's just in the title there's also the worship song song Mm -hmm. um you know (laughs) and then right at the very end you know it's kind of a critique essentially uh in song form of modern worship music and at the end they're like jesus we forgot to mention jesus <laughs> <laughs> they just say that a lot and it's like first of all 
that's probably bordering, if not all the way over the line on a three CV, um, third commandment violation, like using the Lord's name in vain. Like it's just sort of like, you know, it's kind of tacky, but I don't, that's not what, that's not what Zach and Brian are doing here. No. Um, uh, we should be, be clear. Uh, I was actually looking through the other songs that we, uh, that we have already done. And then the ones that we're about to do and counted yeah. how many times where Jesus came up. Um, <laughs> Sweetness of freedom mentions Jesus made alive mentions Christ and Lord, but not Jesus. Well, um, I mean, that's yeah. still good though, which is also that's their most popular song. So wow. um, I'm living in a land of death. That uh, says Jesus has blood in my veins. Um, since my youth, uh, spoiler doesn't say the word Jesus. What about Holy spirit or God, the father, or do we, do, I mean, do we mention the, the tri- trying God at all or uh, sure. I'm just right now. I'm just counting the words. Jesus. Oh, okay. Fair. And then, um, Oh God does not say Jesus either, but well, this is your blood. That, that's more of a, it says, it says Oh God, God and your blood. So, um, it's obviously talking to G- about Jesus and to yeah. Jesus, but, um, I was just in general, mm. uh, since my youth says Lord, but it's also quoting a Psalm. So we'll get there. You know, uh, what this made me think of is like how often, uh, talking about the Trinity in song too, but, mm-hmm. uh, that, that, that's another topic maybe for another day, but I think that would actually be kind of interesting because, um, Trinity is complex and it's very, very, very easy to get wrong. Oh yeah. And, uh, anyway, I think it would be interesting to look at how different Yo, songs. And we them. will, and we will definitely, uh, have some of those conversations as these weeks go, because, there are some other songs that we are going to review in future weeks that, that do touch on the Trinity. Uh, one on top of my head is, um, is modern posts. Mm-hmm. Uh, my one comfort, uh, the chorus is very triune. Well, yeah. And that's, yeah. Pulled right from H C that's Heidelberg catechism question and answer one. Yep. Spoiler alert. That'll come next. It will later. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Grant, if you don't mind uh, reading the lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Verse one. The king of all creation set aside his crown, a servant to the father's love, descended from his throne above, author of salvation, giver of new life, crucified to pay for sin. Our righteousness is in the name of Jesus. Every heart and tongue confess your name above all names. All things of this earth belong to you. Forever you will reign. God of resurrection, conqueror of death, ruler over everything. The Lord of lords and king of kings is Jesus. And uh, repeats the chorus at that point, I believe. And then we move to the bridge, which is highly exalted is the name of Jesus Christ. Heaven and earth declare all praise to Jesus Christ. Highly exalted is the name of Jesus Christ. Heaven and earth declare all praise to Jesus. And back into the chorus um, at that point. So, uh, you know, we were talking about the Trinity a little bit, and it says the king of all creation set aside his crown. So right off the top, we're eliminating any kind of like um, uh, language that would give credence to the um, terrible, uh, you know, uh, you know, thought that God, the father, uh, this is like some sort of domestic or uh, child abuse, like cosmic child abuse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and which is a criticism leveled at uh, by, uh, you know, some prominent atheists 
at uh, this. And um, but also, I will say, um, it's also a kind of an in-house thing. Like uh, you have um, you you have some EFS people uh, that is Eternal Functional Subordination of the Sun. Um, I think they go by a different acronym now. But anyway, where they're wanting to say essentially that, uh, essentially that, that, you know, God told the son to go and the son was like, well, I guess I have to, you know, like as if the son, you, you know, there was not a unity of the wills there, but no, it's sharing like, look, um, Jesus actually, his will, like he actually went willingly. This was all part of the one divine will. Um, and um, came, you know, author of salvation, giver of new life, uh, crucified to pay for um, for sin, our sin, and then our righteousness is in the name of Jesus. It's not our righteousness; it's His righteousness. Um, and He takes our filthy rags and um, clothes us anew. Yeah. Um, I mentioned. Oh, and the, the last song, Living in a Land of Death, that was not a very good corporate-friendly song. Uh, this one is. This one is actually, it almost sounds like a Sovereign Grace song or like a, a Matt Boswell-type song. Um, the It's very hymn-like. The, the structure of the song is very hymn-like, um, where verse one is kind of like a double verse, uh, beginning with the king of all creation uh, is the first verse. Second one is author of salvation. The third verse is God of resurrection. So we have this, um, this kind of parallelism mm. of, of how every section is starting. Um, it's, it's a very easy song to sing. Um, it does have a bridge in it, which is not typical for hymn songs, but unless you are, um, Oh, what's his name? Who ruins all the hymns? Chris Tomlin. Oh, yeah. Chris Tomlin. Chris Tomlin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My chains are gone. I've been set free. <laughs> <laughs> waterfall, waterfall. <laughs> um, yeah, so this song, this song is a very doctrine-rich song as well, um, which is very similar to, again, the, the, the hymn structure. Um, pulls heavily from Scripture, uh, King of all creation set aside his crown. We have Philippians 2. Um, author of salvation. Uh, it's Romans? No, no, Hebrews. Author of salvation. Uh, Hebrews. Hebrews sounds familiar. Yeah, I, I meant to say Hebrews. Um, and then uh, you know, we have a lot of Philippians 2 in there. Um, scattered throughout. Uh, but uh, even some revelation nods, but yeah, it's, it's very saturated with scripture. Every, every line seems to be pulling from, from scripture at some point, uh, very heavily from Philippians two. So Hebrews five, nine says, and being made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all those who obey him. Um, any other thoughts about this particular song? Yeah, I think it's really, uh, it's a, a well-written song for sure. I, like you said, every line seems to be pulling from Scripture. And uh, again, it just flies in the face of all the, the worship music that 
millions and millions of people crave today. It's just, it's a complete, you know, it's completely on the other side. Um, it really, it just makes me want to listen to more citizens, really, honestly, yeah. just going through this. Yeah, I've I've definitely become a fan. I, I'd only I'd, I'd only been like nominally introduced to citizens before we decided to do this, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, I, I I'll say this: I don't really like Zach's voice. Um, he's kind of have this <clears throat> whiny grunge, mm-hmm. um, and my wife especially does not like his voice at all. Um, but that's that, that doesn't really say anything to the song. Like I can sing it. I can I can get the guitar chords and sing the song. It's a great song. Um, but that would be the my biggest hold up from listening to it out loud at home is my wife's like, Oh, I just hate his voice so much. Zach, if you want to come on in the show and <laughs> yeah. dispute that, yeah. uh, we would be happy <laughs> to have you. Um Absolutely. <laughs> yes, yeah, remember I emailed you and I was really nice. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. There is at bonehouse.com. That's the one. That's the one. That's the one. All right. So um, let's move on to. Oh, wait. Oh, um, oh sorry. Oh, 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 oh. I just want to make another comment. Um, <laughs> so uh, um, looking at the Hebrews 12 2 in relight.app, which is a really cool app that you should all check out, um, gives you a little bit more insight. Uh, it sheds more light mm. on a particular passage. Yeah. <laughs> it relights the passage for you. Anyway, it's a really good app. Uh, this faith, it, this is from Westminster Confession of Faith 14.3. And I, I, uh, I, th- I think this is um, just a really good take on this, but this faith is different in degrees, weak or strong, maybe often in many ways assailed and weakened but gets the victory growing up in many to the attainment of a full assurance through Christ, who is both the author and finisher of our faith. Um, And in this particular song, you're seeing um, both the humiliation of Christ. um, And then also that, uh, but with the eye towards, towards the, you you know, the being the finisher of uh, with Christ being the finisher of that faith. Um, and anyway, I, I just thought I'd bring that up. Yeah, it's a good word. Yep. Um, so the, the next song on the list is uh, Sins of My Youth. Uh, if you don't mind reading that for us, Justin. Yeah. Entangled by cords, bred to destroy, caught in the snares, you still hear my, heard my voice. In my distress, I cried for your hand, lifted out of death a new creation. And the chorus says, Please remember not the sins of my youth. So good and upright are the ways of your truth. Verse 2. You have made known the way to follow. I need you to be my guide and stronghold. Oh, my God, in you I'm trusting. All the paths you set are true, unchanging. Then chorus 2. You remember not the sins of my youth. So good and upright are the ways of your truth. And then the bridge says, I love you, Lord, in all your ways. No end to the shouts of praise, enthroned forever reigning, my God and my salvation. So right right off the bat, the, the title of the songs, uh, Sins of My Youth, is referring to Psalm 25, 7, where it says, um, Remember not the sins of my youth or my transgressions according to your steadfast love. Remember me for the sake of your goodness, O Lord. 
good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he instructs the sinners in the way. Um, so I, I haven't read through this whole thing. Uh, I don't think this is a, a like a psalm paraphrase. I don't think the whole mm. song is pulling from this psalm, just, just that one line. But um, Well, at yeah. the front, entangled by cords bent to destroy, is that what Psalm 25 is? Or are you, because no. entangled by cords uh, bred to destroy, caught in the snares, you still heard my voice. It sounds a lot like, yeah, d- definitely maybe some of the Psalms. Um, but I was thinking uh, it sounded a lot like um, Proverbs. Yeah. Uh, where mostly it's talking uh, as a warning to young men, uh, you know, uh, about the, the adulterous mm-hmm. yeah. uh, woman, which, you know, broadly speaking is a metaphor often used throughout the Bible, not just for, for, for uh, whoredom, but also for leaving the God, you know, like uh, this is um, the picture that God chose to use uh, with the prophet Hosea. Um, it's the picture that Christ to, uh, God to, chose to use in Revelation um, and many, many, many other places in the Bible, including, I think, here in Proverbs, but mm-hmm. like where it talks about the entanglement of that sin um, by cords bent to destroy, bred to destroy, excuse me, uh, caught in the snares, um, you, you still heard my voice. And uh, even there, uh, you know, Christ's blood. Uh, rescues us yeah um and there's i mean i can see pulling from lots of different scripture here as well like a new creation um mm-hmm. and um yeah ezekiel 36 26 yeah and even um and even corinthians yeah yeah um um i i don't have a passage off the top of my head for that no, it's it's fine. We we're really good at remembering the scripture without having looked it up. So I have a new creation. Yeah. yeah, the old has gone, the new has yeah. come. That one. Yeah, Second Corinthians, Second uh, Corinthians five seventeen. Oh, uh, yeah. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old mm-hmm. has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Um. And so we we definitely have lots of scripture, and that's something that that I've noticed with. All of these songs, uh, including the ones that we'll review in, in weeks to come, they have a very, very high view of Scripture. Um, they, they want to saturate their songs with Scripture because they know that that's where the truth is. Not just my feelings or, or my experience, but um, well, what does the Bible say? Mm-hmm. Well, that is good. Yes, <laughs> that's, that's a good quality right there. It's a very good quality. <laughs> well, okay. Since my youth, did anybody else have anything to say? <laughs> may we may we beat that one out? I I, that's what it sticks out to me too, though. Really, just thinking of my own life, that just the idiot I was in my youth, young mm. young manhood days. That that psalm always stuck out to me, even though I can't. I'm terrible at remembering numbers. Um, you know, of verse numbers. I need to get a lot better at that. But uh, just remember, not the sins of my youth. That always sticks out to me. It's pretty, pretty good. I like those lyrics. Yeah, um, yeah. Just very expertly written. Uh, draws the scripture to mind. Um, lots of really vivid imagery. Um, 
you know, these these guys are they they know what they're doing, mm-hmm. uh, and they're still writing music today as well. Like the um, Citizens is still coming out with stuff. Yeah, here just, and there. Um, King's Kaleidoscope and twenty twenty one. Yeah, um, yeah, and Joy of Being is there. There's not. I don't know. That there's anything new on there. It's just oh, like a concert, but it's live. But it's live. Um, but funny. even um, like King's Kaleidoscope and. Okay. Uh, yeah, KK and um, uh, Ghost Ship. They're mm-hmm. still putting out music, and both Zach and Brian uh, write for both of those albums and both those bands. So, um, yeah, so their writing is still coming out. Uh, this final song that we are going to look at tonight is Oh God, and this one was solo written by Zach Bolin. Um, and I, we mentioned last time that this was the song that I was listening to when I got the phone call that my son had passed. And so, uh, yeah, this, this song is, is very, very near and dear. It says, in the valley, oh God, you're near. In the quiet, oh God, you're near. In the shadow, oh God, you're near. At my breaking, oh God, you're near. Oh God, you never leave my side. Your love will stand firm. For all my life. In my searching, oh God, you're near. In my wandering, oh God, you're near. When I feel alone, oh God, you're near. At my lowest, oh God, you're near. Height nor depth nor anything else could pull us apart. We are joined as one by your blood. Hope will rise as we become more than conquerors through the one who loved the world. And um, there's uh, there's still a lot of scripture being pulled from this, but this one there's so this is a lot more uh, interpretation of scripture, pulling like alluding to scripture than than like quoting it. Um, um, but I think my favorite line in the song is in verse two. And that's when I feel alone, oh God, you're near. And it just kind of slaps in the face all this like, um, you know, sola feels, you know, just whatever I feel is, is the truth. What he's saying in that sentence is what I felt was the lie. The truth is that you were, is that you were near. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that line. And so, um, yeah. That's good. Yeah. I like that height nor depth nor anything else. I- Maybe think yes. of Romans eight. Yeah, uh, yep. you know, nothing could separate us. He says, "Could pull us apart or join together, or join as one by your blood." Like you said, it's kind of it's not like direct quotations, obviously, but it's it's yep. definitely uh, expositing the truth of those scriptures. Yeah. More than conquerors. Yep. Yep. The one who loved the world. John three mm-hmm. sixteen. Yep. Yeah. Let's see. More than conquerors. Oh God, you never leave my side. Uh, Matthew 28. Your love will stand firm all my life. Yeah. Um, Romans 8, 37 is mm. knowing all this, all these things that we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. In the valley, in the shadow. Yeah, I think it's Psalm, Psalm 23. 23. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Valley of Vision, which this is a book that I picked up when was it? 
year ago, two years. It was just a really tough time. Yeah. A uh, really hard time. But um, the very first prayer has always been, um, it's a, let me back up. It's a collection of Puritan prayers and devotions, but um, what it, it's, it, it's not, it, it's a collection, but it's drawn from what the Puritans have, have written. Uh, that they selected, but the very first one is called the Valley of Vision. And it says, Lord, high and holy, meek and lowly, thou hast brought me to the Valley of Vision, where I live in the depths, but see thee in the heights, hemmed in by mountains of sin, I behold thy glory. Let me learn by paradox that the way down is the way up, that to be low is to be high, that the broken heart is the healed heart, that the contrite spirit is the rejoicing spirit, that the repenting soul is the victorious soul, that to have nothing is to possess all, that to bear the cross is to wear the crown, that to give is to receive, that the valley is the place of vision. Lord, in the daytime stars can be seen from deepest wells, and the deeper the wells, the brighter thy stars shine. Let me find thy light in my darkness, thy life in my death, thy joy in my sorrow, thy grace in my sin, thy riches in my poverty, thy glory in my valley. It's good. good one. And um, that song reminds me very much of that particular prayer. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, it was a good book. It, um, Got me through a lot. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, in some conversation with Jim uh, over at Life's Forum Vlogging, that also is a book that helped him through some very dark times that he also went through. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I would definitely recommend it to to pretty much anyone. Yeah, we've got a copy of that one as well. Um, one of the things I really like about this collection, mm-hmm. if we have praise and we have lament, mm-hmm. um, you know, this, oh God, is, is a song of, of lament. Um, you know, Sins of My Youth is another song of lament. Um, I'm Living in a Land of Death is a song of lament, but Sweetness of Freedom Made Alive and Jesus are all songs of praise. Uh, you know, that's, the, those fit very well with, with the psalm model that we've, that we've talked about. You know, these, mm. They don't just focus on, on the happies. You know, they, they focus on reality Mm -hmm. and reality is i'm in the valley you know i'm in the shadow i'm i'm in my searching you know i I feel alone but god is near Mm -hmm. and uh knowing that truth is is something that that gets us through and uh and then with that bridge you know just you know really zooming in on on that passage from romans it's just it, it's just really really um, meaningful, um, and 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 helpful, and it's it shows us where we can find God, and that's in the scriptures. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's just like every single song. I feel like I say the same thing, but it's like, <laughs> ele- where is elevation? Song of lament. Um, yeah. Where's Bethel's song of lament or even 
you know, any, a lot of those groups, where, where are they at on that? And honestly, it's just not, that doesn't fit in with the, the fog machines and the laser light shows. It just doesn't, doesn't fit in, but it's a shame. <laughs> it is. It really, really is. Because I mean, the thing about this, how many people in any given congregation have had a terrible week? Mm-hmm. Have had a week where they've lost their job, where they've lost a child, where they've um, you know been in a car accident, you know where they've you know lo- where a parent has died or a grandparent has died. How many people need lament in the church? The answer is every single church body has someone mm-hmm. every week, mm-hmm. and so if you did a lament every week, it would be meaningful. And most churches just don't. Well. And not just lament, but um, also confession mm-hmm. of sin, yes, uh, repentance, and then the assurance of salvation. Um, I mean, we could get into an RPW dis- mm-hmm. uh, discussion at this point, but it's late, so maybe not. But uh, those are important things that we're commanded to do in the scriptures. And mm-hmm. so why wouldn't that be part of our, why would that not be part of our liturgy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good point. Any closing thoughts from any of y'all? I just like these songs a lot. <laughs> I like the lyrics. I mean, it's not there's not many artists, uh, especially the popular ones today, where you can just sit there and go through like five or six of their songs and not find anything like super alarming. Like it's like, yeah, there might be something here that we would maybe do differently if we were writing the song. Not not that it's better or worse, but. Um, that's just like solid after solid, just bam, bam, bam. Um, you know, I wouldn't feel bad recommending this group to people. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, also theology aside, um, I think of the song by Elevation, um, Give Me Faith. Um, it's got like six lines. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like the first, the first verse and the second verse, I think, are almost identical. I think they changed one line at the end. And then there's the chorus, uh, which is not very long. And then I think I don't think the bridge is very long, but the recording of it is seven minutes long. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> and uh, just because of all of the, the repetition. And so there's just no content mm. in the song. Whereas these, every line in every one of these songs is rich and dripping mm. with scripture. And um, and not just like one little portion of scripture, but you know, all over. You know, we we've got you know we got Psalms, we've got epistles. You know, we've got um, some nods to gospels. We've got some nods to um, the law. You know, we just we had it's it's pulling from from all over. Uh, the, these guys cared about scripture. You can tell by reading it; they cared about scripture. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah. Uh, we need more of that. Oh, yeah. So I, I will go ahead and, and close this out for the evening. Uh, again, I, I'm trying different things, trying different ways to close this out. I, I kind of like this one. I think that it makes a lot of sense. So uh, let's give it a shot. Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then has the health of the daughter of my people not been restored? There is a balm.
you for listening to the Balm and Gilead podcast. We love hearing from you, so email us at thereis at balmcast.com. We are a part of the Tech Reformation family of podcasts, and you can discuss our show and much more at slack.techreformation.com. We'll see you there. If you enjoyed the Balm and Gilead podcast, please encourage others to listen. We value your feedback, so rate, review, and recommend the show in your podcast app of choice. And with that, we'll see you next time on the Balm in Gilead podcast.